Nothing But The Words, episode number 35, dealing with rejection. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. I know it may not seem like it when you are watching your favorite author on a book tour, and she's giving a TED Talk, and she's on talk shows, and her book is climbing the bestseller list, and she's number 10 on Amazon, but every author faces rejection before, after, and even during the writing process when we publish books. It's just a reality of putting anything out there into the world. And it's pretty easy to judge an author because you've got her work right there in front of you. And many people will judge your work and they will reject it. But how you deal with rejection will determine your ability to become successful as an author. That rejection will start from the moment you share your book idea. Some people will reject the idea that you, you personally, can ever become a successful author. They will tell you to your face that you're wasting your time. They may tell you, as someone once suggested to me, that you should just make writing books your hobby. Don't try to make a living out of it. Don't try to use it to grow a business or build a platform. Just do it for fun. That first kind of rejection feels personal because they're implying you don't have what it takes to be successful. Recently, I was coaching an author who's about halfway through writing what I think is a great book, and he plans to use the book to grow his career as a speaker and a coach. Even though he does some speaking right now, he really wants to grow that side of his business and do less of some other things. Ultimately, he wants to become a full-time coach and speaker. Well, when he shared that idea with his best friend, his best friend basically told him, don't quit your day job. He made it clear that in his opinion, only a few lucky people get to do that kind of thing for a living. Your Les Browns, your Tony Robbins, your T.D. Jakes, your Mel Robbins, your Lisa Nichols. The rest of us peons need to just slave it away at a nine to five (laughs) and can't expect to be successful in anything so unconventional as writing and speaking. This was his perspective. Now, my client was a little hurt by his friend's response. He was excited about his book. And he was a bit hurt by his friend's response. They're great friends. His friend actually, I don't believe, didn't mean any harm. He really wanted to protect my client from what he sees as sure disappointment waiting for him at the end of this path of becoming an author. Some people will do that. They will try to get you to release your goal or downplay your goal or minimize your goal because they don't want to see you disappointed. And usually these are the people are the closest to you and care the most about you. Other people will try to steer you away from writing a book and becoming an author because they're comfortable with who you are right now. They don't want you to change. If you publish a book and become a successful author, you might change. Your relationship with them might change. You might not live the same way anymore. They don't want you to rock the boat. They're enjoying the status quo. And so they may try to dissuade you from writing your book so things can remain the same. Still, other people will try to convince you you don't need to write that book or it's not the goal for you because they've always wanted to become an author or do something else similarly unconventional. And you talking about doing it 
reflects back to them the fact that they aren't doing it. It makes them feel bad. And unknowingly, often not meaning any harm, they will try to convince you not to do it so they can feel better about themselves. But most people, especially the people closest to you, the people who really care about you, will tell you not to write a book or tell you not to pin your hopes on it because they want to protect you. They don't want to see you fail and be hurt. My client is a fully grown adult and his friend was still trying to protect him. And you'll find that people will do the same thing to you. They don't understand how publishing works. So to them, it looks really hard, maybe even impossible. They don't know that you control the marketing and promotion for your book and that people do still buy books. They have no idea that even if you weren't the best writer in high school or college, writing is a skill you can develop and get better at with a class or a coach and with practice. They don't have a clue that you can use your book to position yourself as an expert in your niche. They don't know there are more places and ways to sell your book today than ever before. So they're speaking from a place of simply not knowing when they reject the idea that you could become a successful author. Don't waste your time debating or explaining (laughs) your own reasons for why you want to write this book and what you plan to do with it. And don't make proving them wrong your reason for becoming an author either. You already have good reasons. It's hard to ride on that kind of resentful fuel for very long. You need the kind of fuel that's positive. And that's not it. I suggest you find something else to talk about with these people. They don't get it. And that's okay. Let them see the evidence of possibility made into reality in the form of your published book and what you do with it. The second kind of rejection that most authors will face at some point is rejection of your book idea. So you tell your mom you're writing a book and she thinks that is so great. She's your number one fan and she wants you to succeed. She's 100% behind you. She's already telling her friends you're writing a book and that they need to buy it. But then you tell her your book idea and you tell her you're writing a book about parenting or you tell her you're writing a book about marriage or I don't know how to sell your home, whatever it is. And she questions whether or not you really know enough about that topic to write a book about it. Or she expresses her concern that there are already too many books on that subject on the market. The bottom line is that she does not like your book idea. But here's the thing. Your mom is probably not your intended audience for your book. Your girlfriend may not be. Your husband probably isn't. Your coworker may not be the intended audience for your book. So when they reject your idea at face value, that's okay. They kind of don't know what they're talking about. Even if your mom, by some miracle, fits your one perfect reader profile for your book, your book is more than just the subject you're writing about. If she just hears the subject and off the bat says, no, that's not a good idea, she doesn't have the full picture. Your book is your take on the subject. It's your philosophies, your ideas, your insights, your experience, your wisdom, your stories. So yes, it's important to do some work to validate your book idea. But you don't need that validation from your friends and your family and your colleagues. You need it from your existing audience if you have one, or from doing your own research with booksellers and by reading articles and by checking search engine rankings to see what people are searching for, to understand if anyone really wants to know about this topic and really wants your idea and really wants your take on it. You probably can't turn to the people who are closest to you to get that information. If you've identified a need or a desire in the marketplace, if you know your book can help someone solve a problem or achieve a goal, don't get caught up in what other people think you should write about. 
And the third kind of rejection, it's probably the one that hurts the most (laughs) if you let it. None of these rejections actually have to hurt, but it's probably the one that authors tend to be most sensitive to. That's rejection of your actual published book. One of my coaching clients published her first book last year was her personal development book, and she got dozens of five-star reviews. But when she got her first four-star review, four stars, you guys, she freaked out. Now, mind you, her book was still selling well. She was being invited to speak about it on podcasts and from the stage. But that one four-star review messed with her mind and made her start questioning the value of her book. She got over it pretty quickly, but still. Now, a year later, I checked this evening and she still has an average of five stars on Amazon, but she has gotten a few more reviews that rated her book at three stars or even less. So she could either suffer and wallow in those reviews and what she could have done better or differently, or learn to deal with the fact that her book is not for everybody. That rejection, such as it is, is really not a big deal because her book wasn't for those readers. Dealing with rejection is part of being a creator. Anytime you even attempt to put something original out into the world, some people will not like it. They won't like that you're trying. They won't like that you're making them, quote unquote, look bad because you have the audacity to try when they don't. Some people who really care about you won't like that you're taking a risk and may suffer disappointment as if disappointment is something you can't deal with. Some people won't like your idea. They won't like your writing. They won't like your finished product. That's just part of the deal. Don't get caught up in trying to prove them wrong. And don't think you have to develop a thick skin or toughen up to deal with that rejection. All you really have to do is allow other people to mind their business and you mind yours. Decide whose opinion matters when and take it for what it's worth at that time. My life coach says that other people have the right to be wrong about me. And other people do have the right to be wrong about you, and they will be. They will be wrong about your ability to write a great book and succeed as an author. They'll be wrong about the value your book can add to the world. They'll be wrong about how good your book is because it's just not for them. And that's okay. Focus on the people you want to provide value for. Write your book for them. Publish it and market it and promote it for them. The only way to avoid facing any kind of rejection with your book is to just not talk about it, don't share your idea, don't write it, or once you have written it, don't let anyone know about it. That seems kind of wasteful. When you feel like quitting or questioning the value that you have to offer in your book simply because someone doesn't like it or doesn't like your idea, refocus. Go back to your two purposes for your book. Go back to how you want it to serve your readers and how you want it to serve you. Let the haters hate. They're the minority, but they are out there. And let the people who love you deal with their own anxieties about your ability to deal with any impending doom. Write the best book you can possibly write and get it out to the world where it can do you and your readers some good. That's all for this time. If you want more tips on writing and encouragement to finish your book, follow me on Instagram at Candace L. Davis. I've got a lot planned for that platform in the next few months, and I hope to see you over there. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.